You might think you want to live in a nice neighborhood, but the grass is not always greener. My wife and I moved several years ago to a very nice neighborhood and were able to do so because we bought the smallest and cheapest house, certainly on our block, maybe in a several block radius. And it's cozy. It uh, is very walkable, safe. Uh, It's got funky little shops. I don't like the way middle-aged white people use the word funky. It creeps me out. Always has. Oh, they have some funky shops with some funky little knickknacks. That's not what funky means. You know that. Anyway, this neighborhood is insanely loud all the time. And it's been highlighted during COVID because everyone is at home, meaning I am at home, my wife is at home, and my baby... My baby, my little, look at the little baby is at home too. Uh, the reason it's so loud is because everyone in this neighborhood has disposable income to do home renovation. And they also are type A people who didn't get to a nice neighborhood just by sitting on their ass and talking to a phone trying to make a podcast. They actually, you know, are probably, I don't know what they do, but they make a lot of money and they are pouring it into their homes so every day for the last how many ever hundreds of years that I've lived here I hear saws which hurts my heart by the way the noise of a saw or a saw particularly on something like tile or concrete uh, you can just feel it like adjusting your soul like shaving a little bit off of your soul trucks I don't know, Uh, forget about leaf blowers, which happened, what am I talking about? It's so nice where I live that people are taking care of their properties. It's just fucking loud, and I never, I never, when I lived in a much worse neighborhood, it was never like that. But again, it's COVID time, so who knows? It's not the suburbs, buddy. I'm sure in the suburbs there's lots of, maybe that's it, though. I don't have an HOA, I don't have a... I don't have an overlord board that I have to do on my, that people have to submit all their home improvement plans. So maybe if you live out in the suburbs, it's less, uh, less noisy with constant construction because there is the HOA that is looking out for you in quotation marks. Anyway, it's a fucking racket around here. It's a nice neighborhood, but always, always with the hammering and the power washing and the jug, 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 and the jackhammers and sorry to do this now i sound like that person who calls you while you're having a nice day while they're sitting in traffic and there's like oh my god dude you're not gonna believe how fucking terrible traffic is i can't move and you're sitting at home like well i'm having a blissful afternoon why are you poisoning me with this you enjoy traffic you i know what traffic's like you don't have to explain it to me what's next you're gonna tell me about your terrible flight and the guy that wouldn't stop talking and taking his shoes off next to you? Maybe. Or a guy that shit his pants on a plane? Probably. It's possible. Maybe it's different in the suburbs. Suburbanites, be careful. I heard that everyone's coming for you. Lock up your uh, women and daughters. The suburb, they're coming, the suburban strategy. Republicans kill me by playing the law and order card like who are you afraid of besides people of color 
you have all the guns, you have all the money, and you have the religion. And in this country, those are all you need. So, it's not a country of ideas. We're not fucking France, you know? This is... What, what, what are you afraid of in the suburbs? Nobody... You have nothing to be afraid of. You have all the weaponry. You have the law enforcement. You have the money. And you have the religion. The voice of God is government. What are you afraid of? And the other thing is, nobody wants to come out to the suburbs. Nobody wants to come take your swim meets <laughs> and Applebee's. I know. I spent time... I spent... Uh, much of my childhood in a suburb and most of the people there are just trying to figure out a way to get to the city not most of the people the people who you knew were going to leave had to get to the city and then once they get to the city uh, where there's all this civil unrest i suppose and um, these threats nobody wants to fucking go back there Anybody who was from a suburb or grew up in a suburb or spent time in a suburb that moved to a city and then has to return to a suburb during, say, Thanksgiving or a holiday at the end of the year, uh, all they do when they're there is count down the minutes and hours until they can get the fuck out of there. And usually they do it by getting shit-faced or staying high for much of it. Nobody wants to come out there. There's Relax. Nobody is interested in coming out and taking away is that what you see? You see people marching for for basic human decency in the street, and you're like, you know what? They are going to fucking come out here and take our good public schools. No. They don't. Nobody wants the suburbs. All due respect. And it's not. I'm not saying the cities are better. I mean, they're better for me. But do your thing. Enjoy. Just know that nobody who is protesting in any city wants to come out to the suburbs and harm you. And I, I, I come in peace. I tell you that as an ally. I'm on your side, and uh, nobody wants to hurt you. I remember being a kid and reading about people who would, uh, famous people, they would talk about their backstory and what kind of family they grew up in, and people would say, oh, yeah, they grew up, and there was, uh, there was always you know, politics discussed at dinner. And it sort of was meant to signal that they're aware of the world going on around them and not just head down doing their thing and they're, you know, concerned with the bigger picture. And that seems like such a long time ago. I wish politics were confined to dinner. Now I feel like I can't escape politics for five seconds. And I'm pretty aware of the world that's going on around me. Uh, can we just, like, like, it's morning, noon, and night. It's like the construction of my neighborhood. They equally uh, feel bad for my heart. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to experience a heart attack because of this unrelenting noise. Let's just take it back to, let's talk about politics at dinner. And I don't mean in the suburban way, like, oh boy, <laughs> things look a little rough down there in Kenosha or Portland. Uh, hmm, anyway, how did you, how, how's your... What's the stereotypical suburban? How's your green bean casserole? Is it delicious? It's too much. It's too much. And by the way, Republicans, you have nothing to be afraid of. You don't. 
You have it all. So act like it. Stop scared. I get mail uh, for uh, the Republican Party thinks that I am a Republican. And so they, or, or I should say, they think that a Republican lives where I do. So they send Republican mail to my house uh, for, sometimes for somebody else who used to live here or current resident, or sometimes it's even in my name. So they've clearly been looking at my Twitter feed. No, I, I, uh, I do not align with the Republican Party. I do not align with them. My stomach doesn't either. That's why it just acted up on me a little bit. I have a listener. Someone listened. I'm, this is the third podcast. Someone listened and communicated with me. That's right. You can communicate with me at Yes Joe Smith on everything. Yes Joe Smith on Instagram. Yes Joe Smith Gmail. Uh, whatever. But that person said that I maybe didn't have the whole story when I was talking about the people who booed Unity in, I think, in Kansas City the other night. The person told me, and shout out to them, trying to show me maybe where I was a little adrift. They said that uh, it might have been a, a, a bit of a confusion that the people in Kansas City were booing the opposing football team when they came out, and when the players dropped in unity to a knee and locked arms, they didn't stop in time, so everyone misunderstood that the booing was actually about uh, the other team and not, as a matter of fact, booing uh, harmony and hope and brotherhood and solidarity in the United States, in the fucking heartland of the United States of America. That's what I was told. I was, sh- I was provided that additional context, to which I say, uh, bullshit. Are you, you, we're not, you're booing. It, boo. See how long and slow that is? It's not like a sneeze that I don't have any control over. Like, own your fucking actions, okay? Can anybody own their actions anymore? You booed harmony. You booed unity. You, you, might, you booed the other team, too, but you didn't just like, oh, here come, fuck you, Steelers. Oh, now they're taking a knee, boo. No, it's, that's absurd. Own your actions. You know what you can't control? When you're holding like a helium balloon and you let it go. It's gone. It's, it's, it disappears. It goes into the sky. Boo. Own your actions. No, nobody owns their actions. And additionally, the power of social media uh, allows you to not have an opinion. If you hear people booing, if you see grown men, black and white, and others, Uh, linking arms in solidarity, kneeling on a field in Kansas City, and you hear people booing, it's okay for you to say, hey, these fucking people are booing the people kneeling down on the ground. That's what they're doing. It's okay for you to do that. But if you go online and say, doesn't that seem strange that they were booing during that? Does it mean this? Then you don't know what you think anymore because you're opening yourselves up to all sorts of dipshit perspectives like, oh, no, they were booing the other team. And then when you do that, by the way, if you take on what someone else tells you to think or feel about in a circumstance, then you're adopting that as, as from the outside in as opposed to what your eyes and your heart and your brain told you you saw, and that's people booing 
harmony, booing, uh, optimism for unity in the country of their birth. Right? And if you take on what someone else thinks and you adopt what someone else tells you to think, then you're insecure with what you think. Right? The strength of what you actually believe is weakened by believing what someone else tells you to believe. So, if you go online and you engage with people who say, no, it's really this, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe it is that, right? Here's a YouTube video supporting that. Then what you think is just necessarily not as strong. Your conviction in what you believe is not as strong. And as a result, you have to yell louder about your adopted opinion because the person who's really secure with what they think and knows what they think is not yelling as loudly as everybody else. It's just insecure, people who are unsure of where they stand with things. And I don't know what is going on upstairs with my baby, but she is wailing. So I hope my wife didn't hit her again. <laughs>